to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. So this is what you need to do. Master Bruce, you crack on. You do it. There is no love without pain. Ninja monkeys! Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And welcome to this episode we that we totally started just now. We haven't been talking for 10 minutes or anything. We totally started it just now. We did not have a false thing, but we have We, we have, have cups awesome here. cups. Yes, and this is, uh, if, if you weren't aware, this is probably going to be... The last. The last e- podcast we ever do. I'm not going to say ever. Uh, for, for the foreseeable For future. the foreseeable at least a year, and Marie needs a break. Although I'll probably be doing a short-form YouTube see, review of Gotham see, in the keep, Fall. you keep doing that. Uh, but, but, uh, Which then know. I'm going to get pulled in. <laughs> you'll, you'll, no, I'll never pull you in. I'll never pull you in ever. But maybe I will. How do you think we got started podcasting? We've done like five shows now. Yeah, that's very, very true. But This uh, wasn't my thing. Now it you is. know, Anne-Marie, hey, as, there I am. as we're... Uh, as we're, you know, wrapping up Legends of Gotham here, uh, tell, tell me some of your favorite memories, lessons you've learned from doing this show. Because I, I think this specific show or all of the specific I shows. I think this specific show, because I think this specific show helped us grow more as podcasters than any of the other shows we did. I mean, I can tell you a lot more about the Batman universe than I knew. Oh, I'm sure. You want to know what I knew in the beginning? Hey, that's Batman. Go back to episode zero. She's like, who's Bruce Wayne? I knew who Bruce Wayne was. <laughs> that's about it, though. I knew, I knew the penguin. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What have I learned from the show? I've learned that I can do a movie review without completely fangirling on our guest. I don't know if I could do that now. If was on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> when we had uh, Jared, Jared Joseph, Joseph on. Yeah. From the from the CW's the one hundred mm-hmm. or the hundred as they seem to call it now. Yeah. Um. What else have I learned? I have learned that I can put together a show real quick. <laughs> I have learned really how to do the show. Mm-hmm. Like I can do a good chunk of the. I mean, I can't edit it. I can't. I I don't do the editing, but um, <laughs> we don't edit it really anyway. We just throw no, but, music on it. But you but you post. throw it on a timeline and do yeah. stuff, and I don't I don't speak it a language, but I need <laughs> to learn it. Um, I don't know. I feel like I learned quite a bit. What What have you learned from the legends of the Gotham's? I've learned, uh, you know, that, well, for one, we forgot to mention that our chatters are here at twitch.tv Oh, that's right, because we hit that big re- red reset button. Yeah, uh, but, but uh, hello, chatters. We have uh, Lone Wolf Pack and Cost Commotion, Mike Pasqua talking to we, uh, aka Wynn. Um, but what have I learned from Legends of Gotham? That I cry cry? I have learned that I, I know more about the Batman universe than I thought I did. Yes, um, you do, because you're always like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, and, and it, it's been kind of fun because with Once Upon a Time, we were both coming at it from sort of a similar perspective, uh, where with Gotham, I kind of fell into the – like you were the role of the average viewer. The 
And I, I, I kind of fell into the role of the teacher a lot, you know, yes. uh, when they would touch on these various aspects of the Batman mythos. Like, mm-hmm. I, I felt it my duty to go and, you know, I, I usually had an inkling, but go and research them very well, mm-hmm. provide links in the show notes for people, try and, mm-hmm. you know, educate people about the Batman. So I, I think I learned a lot about uh, about how to do that, about, okay. about, about how, how to, to be a teacher. Yeah. Because it's never been your strong suit to be a teacher. No, no, no. not at You're all. You're like, I hate teaching. Yeah. This is why I have to teach myself things. Because he's like, <laughs> but okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Us. Enough of the preamble. I think it's time to go ahead and get started with our rhyming riddling episode summary. The last one. The last one. So take it away, Anne Marie. When is it okay for a man to be sick? When that man is Jim Gordon with a Tetch virus kick. When is Bruce Wayne not like himself? When he's keeping his emotions up on a shelf. Who is Cyrus Gold? Somebody knows. <laughs> Will he be born on a Monday with fancy dress clothes? Will Penguin and Riddler ever make nice? Is Ed still alive in that block made of ice? Who is that kid colored like coal? With Destiny Calling, Bruce has a heavy, dirty soul. Destiny Calling! Heavy, dirty soul. Anne Marie, what'd you think? Uh... (laughs) She's bowing down to it for our audio listeners. Oh, audio. I think there's only one thing that could have bumped it up. Hmm. Mr. Jerome. Mr. Jerome, yeah, like Jerome coming in at the last he hour. He should have, like, I mean, mm-hmm. dude was promoing the episode. At least, like, he having... He was promoing like, it all over the place. He could have at least, like, it just been a nice flash of him the, in a cell or yeah, something. Yeah, like a cell in Arkham or something. Because mm-hmm. I think that's where we left him. Um, like, he went got his so- face sewed back on, and then he was going back to Arkham. But we didn't actually see it. Very true. So who knows where he is? The Joker is known to escape. He's done it before. He'll do it again. But uh, as for me, I very much enjoyed the episode, too. Mm-hmm. I thought it, I thought it was fantabulous. I thought it was really well done. Super – well, we've been complaining the past couple episodes about them feeling like filler episodes. This did not. Nope. This was the payoff. This was it was the big payoff for, mm-hmm. you know, everything we've gone through over the past cu- couple <laughs> episodes. And uh, it, it was really good, too. I, I, I did think it felt a little bit like a series finale, but we'll talk about we'll that. We'll talk about that a lot more. A lot more as we move on. But mm-hmm. I wanted to start off talking tonight about uh, the greatest love of all. <laughs> I, and now, well, Gotham has had many love stories. Jim and Babs, Jim and Lee, Harvey and that one chick, who I forget what her name was, Nick Mobblepot, etc. I think this episode proves once and for all that the greatest love story in all of Gotham is about familial love. And not romantic love. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm talking about Bruce and Alfred. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think that their love story, especially as illustrated in this episode, um, I I, I think is, is... Maybe one of my favorite love stories in all of television. I, now, this day, episode really dives deep on what they mean to each other and how they are really the only thing holding each other together. They, they're each other's true north, mm-hmm. which I, I – well, I, th- I think uh, Alfred's encouraging Bruce to find his own true north. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think right now it's Alfred in a lot of ways. I actually don't think it is. Oh, really? Uh, no, because he needed to find his um, true north, which gave him like the purpose uh-huh. and something to find. And at the point where he's telling him that, the TV is showing, like, 
children who've been affected by all this Mm -hmm. and saying something about the innocent victims. Yeah. And that's when it sort of looks like he sort of, I mean, we've said this like 17 Mm -hmm. times that it looks like it clicks, but it just seemed like a very nice placement. Yeah. Helping the helpless is going to be his true north. Right. Yeah. I I think that, and I mean, even if Alfred is the north for now, Mm -hmm. I think that helping those who can't help themselves um, was, is, is a part of it that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there were just so many great Bruce and Alfred moments mm-hmm. in this episode, uh, or between the two episodes, really. But yeah. a few of my favorites, um, I, I just jotted down some lines and some things I really liked mm-hmm. uh, from the whole Bruce Alfred uh, thingamahoogie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that technical term, thingamahoogie. thingamahoogie. It's always okay, our favorite. So uh, the first quote is, there is no life, there is no love without pain. Uh, now, Alfred teaches Bruce in this moment that, uh, or is trying to teach Bruce that he doesn't, he shouldn't let the pain define him he should let it inform his life not define it mm-hmm. which i think is very important because i mean if if bruce was just this angsty teen acting out because mommy and daddy were killed mm-hmm. as batman he wouldn't really have a defined sense of justice so right. I, I think it's important like i i really liked how alfred was telling him you know you know don't let it kind of don't let it define you let it inform who you are let it pain is a part of you it's an important part of you but mm-hmm. it's not the only part of you and right. without it you're less you know mm-hmm. it, which i thought was really cool I uh, then I uh, he, he went on this whole big thing about he he wanted Bruce to remember what's real I, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like he was trying to bring Snap Bruce back to reality, but it, uh, brainwashing by uh, the League of Assassins notwithstanding, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce is sort of a character that, you know, is somebody who, if he believes in something, it is real. Mm-hmm. If he believes he he is a, a soldier, then a war springs up around him You know, in right. Gotham. You know what I mean? He, he's kind of like, uh, I don't know, that kid from uh, the Twilight Zone episode where he thinks something and it becomes reality. They, in, oh. Mm-hmm. Bruce's will mm-hmm. allows him to, plus his vast wealth and skill and all that stuff. But uh, basically, reality is a different thing to Bruce Wayne than it is to just about anybody else. So I thought it was kind of ironic that Alfred was trying to talk him back to reality. Even I mean, it made a good bit of sense, but it was also kind of ironic because it's kind of like saying, you know, uh, Superman, keep your feet on the ground or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, this defining trait that your character right. that your character has? Oh, do the opposite of that. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, but I, I, I love that Alfred admit, admitted that uh, hold on sorry my microphone's going out here a little bit there we go Classic okay episode I love that Alfred admitted that Bruce was his true north and mm-hmm. told Bruce that he'd die for him and that it just wasn't and just, then he does it wasn't just words he he gave up his life he literally said Bruce kill me mm-hmm. just to give Bruce like that sliver of an opportunity to escape Ra's al Ghul's mm-hmm. brainwashing which I thought I, I thought was just so cool uh, speaking of the stabbing, which, by the way, was very shocking and would have made for a very good season finale or, or just a cliffhanger before the season finale, mm-hmm. if they had aired these two episodes over the course of two weeks. Right. I, I, I thought it was weird that Alfred didn't when he woke up from after being treated by the Lazarus pit water. Mm-hmm. He didn't I, I generally. And you might not know this from nope, the comics, but after someone's revived with the Lazarus pit, they generally have this sense of swirling madness around them they're basically like kind of like rage zombies for a little bit and alfred didn't show that at all so i'm, I'm wondering if maybe it was because it was used topically instead of dunking the body that's ah that's the why you wanted to know about topical no i think i it's similar i think that's part of it is he may not have been completely dead 
Mm-hmm. So he just, you know, even um, Raj Agul, um told him to use the water. Uh-huh. So <laughs> he's like, I don't know. Let me just pour this on you, man. By the way, I think we've mispronounced it a couple times. I think I believe it's Rash. pronounced Raish Algul, Rash. but I've always said Raz because I read it in the comics before I ever heard it. So I kind of just got it ingrained in my creepy head. dude. <laughs> That's old uh, and disappears randomly. Um, yeah, I think it was be- – and, you know, maybe he has com- control over that Lazarus pit because seeing as how Gotham doesn't follow any actual rules, it doesn't have to operate the way it does in the comics. That's very true. This is Earth-G. This is Earth-Gotham. So <laughs> Okay. The, the last thing I wanted to point out that I really loved about all the interactions uh, was I loved that Alfred suggested that they, they travel to Switzerland, which mm-hmm. is where they always seem to disappear to between season breaks or half-season breaks. Yeah, whenever, whenever the actors need a break. Whenever there's like a time script skip in the gotham timeline They've oh been- bruce and alfred were in switzerland so mm-hmm. i that was a nice uh thing to see but uh, while both uh alfred and bruce uh gave great performances in this episode mm-hmm. i've really got to give it to sean pertwee here in a finale full of great acting he, i i feel like he elevated every scene he appeared in yeah adding this emotional depth that gotham hasn't quite hit before i mean there's been emotional moments there have been but i i was getting a little verklempt uh you know at a couple points it's when you know uh, Alfred was just so heartbroken because he Bruce was there but he wasn't. Uh, he was literally pouring his not like to him. not like Yanni Bruce wasn't there because Yanni Bruce wasn't there at all. Yanni but, Bruce is gone. But uh, you know I I just thought it was really really good really great stuff from Sean Perch. We just well done all all around. Well done by him. But I also think David has absolutely excelled this season. He's basically played four characters. Yeah, because he's played regular Bruce Wayne. He's played hypnotized Bruce Wayne. He's played Yanni Bruce. Mm-hmm. And then he's played Yanni Bruce being regular Bruce. Uh, Lone Wolf Paco 4 in the chat room says, uh, where's Yanni Bruce exactly? Did I miss him dying? He was on his way. But we're pretty, just we're kinda... just sort of, he disappeared when that whole, like, he beat up um, when he, After he pushed Cat out the window, I think, was the last time we no. saw him. Or was it no, after No, because it was, he was at the manor and Cat oh, yeah, he... came and confronted. Yeah. He's like, that's not Bruce! And then fighting happened, and then yeah. he was gone, and I think he just sort of left and died in a corner. Or he could come back, back. As hu- he could come back as Hush he for could. sure. But didn't we already have that guy? Uh, we did have the the character uh, Tommy Elliot, uh, but, but nothing we, follows. He, he wasn't Hush yet. Nothing follows canon. Uh, so a- anything fun in the chat room before we move um, on? Let's see. The virus took care of the rage zombies for us, says Bobby. Uh, uh, what's your superpower again? I'm rich. Uh, Lone Wolf Pack says um, that's from uh, Justice League. Yeah, from the Justice League trailer. Uh, and then so, Lone Wolf Pack goes on to say, "I've never actually screamed at the television until Monday night when Bruce stabbed Alfred." I uh, screamed at it a few times on Monday, or Rage tweeted about it. Rage tweeted. Yeah, rage tweeted. <laughs> um, and this is something that I rage tweeted about. And you know what, Shalane? You're going to enjoy this entire point. What a waste of bringing back Fish Mooney. Fox. Okay, so I have some serious problems with the fact that they built up this massive return of Fish. Well, yeah, it's really a shame because, you know, they, they caught her, they brought her in, they... It was way too small, and then they threw her back. It's a fish joke, guys. Yeah, it's a bad fish, it's a fish joke. joke. Let me continue. <laughs> I have serious problems with the fact they built up the return of fish as a, at, for power for pretty much this entire season. Like, she was in, what, two episodes in the beginning, uh-huh. and then she was gone, and she was gone, and then she's back. 
and then they kill her off with a quick little stab, a mm-hmm. quick little accidental stab. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, not so happy with this. By the way, over in the chat room, uh, <laughs> Shalane says, so pissed, and then sorry, bad language. That it's is a, not bad J- language. Jada made it okay. Jada made it okay she because did. she was fish, moony, bitch. And uh, Lone Wolf Pack suggests that maybe they had to bring her back to officially kill off the character because Jada Pinkett isn't going to be available due to making movies and whatnot. Continuing with my point. (laughs) Okay. um, Let's see. What was the bigger – oh, what was the bigger point? Did the story change where she was supposed to be a bigger part but they changed their mind? It kind of feels like this is likely since we've seen them do this with other characters that we have loved. Montoya, Alan, Harvey Dent. Look, season regulars that we just Mm -hmm. disappear and don't mention again. Well, I know that the last time we talked to John Stevens, uh, he said that they were planning on going one direction with the season until they kind of came up with the Mad Hatter and figured out who was going to be playing him. And then they completely changed the entire – They had to change the whole thing. The whole whole, uh, subtitle for the season was supposed to be Heroes Rise. Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, and then it became Mad City after – so maybe they were originally having – going to have Fish in there to fight against the Heroes Rising and Mm. then – the Mad Hatter sent it in a whole different direction. Which, okay. So did Jada's schedule change and she was no longer available next year, but mm. was contractually obligated to finish out season three? Because she may have been officially signed on to appear in X number or X percentage of episodes. Because mm-hmm. uh, contracts, that's how they work. Now, this also could have been a contributing factor because perhaps Gotham was on the bubble for so long. Because it very obviously was on the bubble by this episode. That Jada made backup plans. And you know what? Mm -hmm. They just ended up being too good and she couldn't back out on them. That's also very much a possibility. You can only string somebody along so long, especially a pretty big star, Mm -hmm. without them moving moving right along. (laughs) Moving right along. Or was this the intention all along? Please. Gotham TV writers, don't let this be the case. It would feel <laughs> extremely weak that I misspelled in my notes. Fish's fans have been looking forward to her to seeing her magical powers in action, which we did not get to see at all with this return. Mm-hmm. She touched a face, no little magical glow, nothing like hypnotic happened. And you know what? I'm a little bitter about how all this happened. And you know yeah, what, Shalane? You should play her. Because you look just as good yeah, as Yeah, Shalane in the chat room says, I will play her. And yeah, uh, definitely. If you've never checked out Costco Motion, check them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, great Fish Mooney cosplay over there. Also in the chat room, Wynn says, I have a lot of rants about Fish's death, but I just don't have the energy anymore. <laughs> this was the it Which for is- my energy, yes. Yeah, um, and Mike Pasqual mentions it doesn't doesn't mean that they can't bring her back from the dead because not only do we have Strange's mechanism to bring someone back from the dead, but we have a Lazarus pit. Now. I think at this point she's not coming back. Probably. She's already died twice and come back once. Mm-hmm. She even says she's like, I've done this enough. I'm good. <laughs> like I think she's tired of fighting it too. Yeah. And probably has a movie deal coming <laughs> down the pike. So Possibly. Rant for now. Annie too. Over. Annie too. It's <laughs> a hard not like. No, because remember she 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 was the I believe the producer on that Annie was she? from a couple years back. Yeah. <gasps> I didn't know that. <laughs> Okay, well, enough fish moony bitching about what happened in the episode. I want to talk about. I want to talk about the legacy of Fish Oh, Mooney. that was unexpected. Now, what I took away from Fish's appearance in this episode mm-hmm. is that while she is dead and gone mm-hmm. for now, for uh, now. she's left a long shadow over the face of Gotham. Uh, mm-hmm. And Gotham has a long face. Mm-hmm. Uh, to start, her actions in season one mm-hmm. caused the downfall of Gotham's crime families, which led to a power vacuum that Gotham's more eccentric 
elements were there to fill and continue to fill. Mm-hmm. And also in the specific specific not pa- Pacific specifically in it's this specifically episode, it's over in Cali. We find out that Pengi's uh, army of freaks aspirations were shared by Fish Mooney, and that her and Penguin had plans to push that concept forward as soon as they got the ransom money or power or whatever from the antidote mm-hmm. thing. Uh, y- you know, so as per Fish's request, I because I think she said something like "rule this city or burn it to the ground." I, I think Pengi is going to keep the freak train chugging forward leading to goth the gotham we know and love uh so you know i think that fish mooney may be gone but her contributions to the gotham we know and love are more significant than pretty much any other single character mm-hmm. on the show like i i really love this if nothing else gotham has added a really cool character into the early days of gotham city mm-hmm. a- and i know that reactions were always mixed on her mm-hmm. uh from fans of the show but i love what she added to the mythos and i really hope she so- shows up in the comics someday like in the next Some time they decide to do thing. batman year one or something but uh, by the way uh you know now that fish is gone mm-hmm. in the whole army of freaks thing how is uh what is going to become of hugo strange now that he doesn't have the owls or fish pushing him around we've never seen him as a free agent before he's not a free agent how, how is he not a free agent he was last seen being tortured by penguin freeze and Firefly. No, because I thought that he got out of that and then went back to the GCPD to do the antidote, to make the antidote. <sighs> My timeline hurts. If he's still with Penguin, I kind of like that better. I do too. And, and yeah. you know what? Honestly, if he's with the GCPD, because they're not going to let him go uh-huh. ever again. Yeah. Peng- unless Penguin steals him back. Mm-hmm. And you know what? <clears throat> he's too valuable to build this army of freaks. Yeah. I, I kind of wonder, though, if uh, he's going to have maybe some... A, a bit more madness uh, mm-hmm. than he has previously because of the torture that penguins put him through. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, penguins messing with my microphone right Pangy now. Hanky pants. Hanky pants. Don't do that. Hanky pants. No, no. But I, I, I kind of wonder. Oh, that was before. I okay. kind of wonder if he's going to be uh, even madder now and doing more insane things than just bringing people back to life and giving them storybook backstories and all that kind of stuff. They didn't need him because they had his notes. They just needed the blood. That's Lucius that, made it. He was last true. seen with Freeze and Firefly and Panky. He's who, on Team Who Freaks. gave that to us in Lone the Lone Wolf room. Pack. Lone Wolf Pack. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike Pasqua says, now hiring GCPD needs a new medical examiner. Uh, that's a good point. Although there was... Like, it, it's like the Hogwarts There, there was a lab thing. tech who looked a lot like Ed did back in season one and two that, that they approached at some point during the episode. But yeah, I, I, I think Fish Mooney, if, even if she's gone for good, she's cast a long shadow across Gotham them for I the agree. foreseeable even giving penguin you know the inspiration mm-hmm. for, to open up a club and the iceberg lounge uh from the comics uh, we're finally going to get to see that's going to be so cool too mm-hmm. and i also love that it's named after ed and a block of ice that's a lot of fun it was cold as ice <laughs> nice okay so so, you know we've talked we've talked uh bruce and alfred we talked fish we talked a lot about fish which we haven't done in quite a while very true now you want to talk a little bit about some of the other villains some of the ladies okay so we have seen the evolution in multiple ways of poison ivy catwoman has picked up and expertly used her signature whip And if the internet is to be believed, Harley Quinn has made her maiden voyage down the alleys of Gotham. Apparently, I was writing like a story today in my notes. I was like, this is like artistic. 
Um, Go out with a little bit of class. I'm going out with some class today because I don't have much. Um, The rise of the Gotham City Sirens, perhaps? But how does Tabby fit in? Because her and Kat were sort of buddy-buddy. Will she maybe be a bit of like a den mother or teacher for these young vixens? Perhaps train them in the ways of Gotham's underworld. Though I'm inclined to think that Ivy and Selina might actually be a bit smarter than her in stuff like that because they've lived on the streets and she's mm-hmm. lived a very privileged life <laughs> all around. By the way, we will Sith- talk about the Harley thing in a minute. I was going to say Sith Youth Pastor popped in and putting the kids to bed, but uh, hopes all is well and uh, awesome finale and best podcasters ever. Thank Mwah! you very much. Uh, okay, so the girl playing Harley. Or quote unquote young do- or young daughter, according to IMDb, is at least ten years away from being Doctor Quinzel, let alone J- Joker's right hand girl. Yeah, because that's the prevailing theory right now, right? That that girl yes. oh, uh, that's with what, the family in the alley. Was there's Harley a lot Quinn. of sites that are actually calling her um, Harleen Quinzel. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think I think that's wrong. Well, I think there was something where uh, she. She Instagrammed out a photo of herself dressed as Harley a few months back or something like that. It's like a it was a costume, and then she probably wasn't even cast then. <laughs> it, it, and, and then David gave her a hard time about it on Twitter and kind of uh, you know hinted that something might be coming. So. He said that we'd get a glimpse of Harley mm-hmm. in the last episode. However, um, <clears throat> let's see. I feel like the tease of Harley is a bit premature because, like I said, she's at least ten dollar, ten year, not ten dollars, ten dollars away from her uh, doctorate. Mm-hmm. Let alone working in Arkham, yeah, um, and building such a relationship with the Joker, who's not officially the Joker. I mean, he is, but hasn't been called the Joker yet. Yeah, um, I feel like this was a bit of a ploy to get all of the Margot Robbie fans from Suicide Squad to tune in and play the comparison game, mm-hmm. which just builds more articles and linking back to gotham and building a fan base or an anti-fan base uh-huh. um so you know whatever however i am still holding out hope kind of that lee is actually going to be harley now hear me out before we all start throwing pitchforks because i don't really enjoy the lee except yes ten dollar make you holla um I think that the cure doesn't fully work with her. Perhaps Mm -hmm. the effects will wear off or that she is part of the 10% that it doesn't fully work on because they say on the TV it is a 90% success rate. So I believe that it like wears off or never, Mm -hmm. you know, there wasn't enough testing on her for to, you know, hold back all the rage. So let's see. So there's that. She's already a doctor. So we've got that. She's already worked with Jerome. So we've got that. Now, I know she left, but that's kind of her thing. She leaves. She comes back. She leaves. She comes back. She leaves a letter, a voicemail. She Mm -hmm. knocks on your door. It's the way that Lee does things. The... um, well, I will say the cost commotion over in the chat room says that she likes the idea of Lee being Harley too. Sith Youth Pastor says Stabby Babs equals new Harley. Uh, I think that was the old theory. I, I've I've never really liked any of these. Another character is Harley a, Quinn yeah. theories. I don't know. It just feels like I. It, it feels weird to me. Like it, oh, it, it feels completely weird. I'm not saying it's right. I, I it, the the scenario of. Harley being the girl in the alley who gets saved by Batman and then something happening where she encounters Jerome and, you mm-hmm. know, kind of moves in that direction, I think makes a lot more sense. And is I think it makes more much sense. Much more Gotham, you know? Yeah, Gotham. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, let's, so does Amory Gossip motion. Um, let's see. However, another thing with Hi, I think Lee might be her is that scarf that she's wearing when she's leaving is very much the Harley red and blue that have now become pretty much her regular. Yeah. Um, 
and you know what that that's not an accidental costuming choice mm-hmm. you you don't do such a deliberate um placement of color on somebody who's been wearing all black for three episodes yeah if it's not meaning uh, even if it's just a distraction if mm. it's just to start this type of a conversation um it's intentional so who knows what that does also well, she's way too good at being a villain to let it go to waste now it's <laughs> no I, I think that uh I, th- I think i could definitely see lee coming back as a villain at some point mm-hmm. uh it, but i i don't th- i don't see her coming back as harley quinn i i just especially now that she has the uh the tetch virus out of her system and everything like mm-hmm. it, I, I don't know i just don't see it happening uh anything fun over in the chat room okay so over in the chat room lone wolf pack says maybe she's in arkham right now and they lied about her being in the finale which i totally believe um they feel like she's t- that leaves too old to be harley to the joker as where we've put him uh bobby thinks that if they bring in harley it needs to be a new character yeah mike pasqua says doesn't lee have to be batman's doctor that too <laughs> that too but nothing's it's all it's a whole different universe yeah, it, it, that's – but at know, the same Earth time, that's like the defining aspect of Lee Tompkins' character, you know, that she's this I don't know. doctor. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I, th- I think exactly. we're a little divided on this. We are – I mean, I'm not saying that I want it to be Lee. Yeah. I'm saying this is my evidence as to why I could believe that storyline mm-hmm. and that I don't like the girl in the alley being Harley because it just – the time it takes a long time to be a doctor and the girl is in high school mm-hmm. jerome is about 20 now yeah i mean i don't know what the classic age difference is but we're at least 10 years away from this ever being possible i don't know it, it, the, unless she's not a full doctor the, well the girl didn't seem too young to be in a relationship with jerome to me to be his doctor yes but, but maybe this happen- is where young love starts in gotham maybe Maybe they they kind of run into each other, you know, after Jerome busts out of Arkham again, which he'll always do, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where the uh, the sort of kin the fire, uh, the passion starts. And that's it, fair. Maybe that even le- it would kind of be cool if that sort of infatuation led Harleen to become a psychologist so she could get close to the Joker slash mm-hmm. Jerome again. That that's would be possible. That would be a cool angle on it. Mm-hmm. All sorts of stuff. All of the things. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, we're going to get back to the main... <laughs> What's that? Lone Wolf Puck, maybe his face falls off and she catches it and staples it back on. I will always find your face. I'll always uh, find it. Okay, uh, we're going to get back to the main discussion in just a second here. But we, uh, first, we want to just give a little shout out to the people who have supported us on Patreon. Uh, we're going to have it open until the end of the month. So if you want to head over there, patreon.com slash universebox and throw us a couple bucks on the way out the door, yep. that's fine. But we're going to be closing it out before the end of the month here. We're also yep. going to be doing a patron hangout. Coming soon once we look at a calendar. Yeah, but there's be- a lot going on this before month. the end of the month. We're going to do one last patron hangout. Maybe we'll, we might even open it up to listeners in general. So keep tuned to our Twitter feeds and stuff for more information we'll on that. You. But w- one of the things that one of the benefits to being a Patreon of or a patron, patron of ours was uh, getting your name read out in every episode of every podcast we did for the, that month. If you gave $5 or more and became a member of the $5 star, pa- star patrons club. Uh, so for this final read through of the $5 star patrons, uh, I feel like there should be like some like wah, wah, music. But... Yeah. Why don't you do that behind me as I read them? Wah, 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 Becca Baca, wah, wah, Harry wah, Seidler, Angel, Bobby Hawk, Monica Jones, Other Anne Marie, cause a commotion. You had to. Music. Miss Thistlemoon. 
Sage of Earth, a.k.a. Patty. Robert Cattler. Hope Mullinax. Jessica Gonzalez. And Patrick Cohn. You all will be missed. And screw 2016 for taking all of you away. No, <laughs> it reminded me of the like uh, you know the award shows. Where <laughs> <laughs> these are the people we've these lost. Are the people that were, we will be remembering <laughs> in the Academy. But I uh, thank you guys um, so much again. If you want to throw us a couple bucks out the door, <laughs> uh, patreoncom slash box. and remember to think outside. To think, out, think outside. You messed up the last. <laughs> oh, you do it again. Do it again. Uh, and- Patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. <laughs> there we go. Okay, now we're going to get back to the main discussion in just a second, but actually we have a, a voicemail times two uh, from one of and our And if you oldest, know, I was about to say, and if you know who normally sends in two, you know who it is. One of our oldest and dearest listeners, Donna War. She's been with us since the greetings from Storybrook days. So she was on it, the greetings from Storybrook days. She was, so take it away, Dawn. Woo. Hi, Bill and Anne Marie. This is Donna War. How are you? I'm Great. still here. I'm still listening, but um, I've I haven't been watching um, in a timely fashion, so I've only just gotten to uh, the Gotham episodes and uh, corresponding podcasts, so uh, wait a minute, what? You're trying to tell me you're going to stop watching? You're not going to stop watching. No, we're not going to stop podcasting about Gotham. Yeah. That makes me sad because I've been watching the whole way through with you guys since the beginning, since before the beginning. So now you're telling me I have to watch Gotham by myself. And that'll make me sad. Even though you Twitter. didn't know I was there. Cause I- you know what? We can Twitter. totally Skype with you and do a live watch of the episode. Every, every Friday, what She's is it, Thursday like night. She's always like a month and a half behind. Well, you got to stay current and then just Skype us. You have my Skype. <laughs> I haven't been watching um, weekly. I, I just kind of caught up on all of them. <laughs> there was a slow part there for me. But this last episode, I was like, woo. Stuff happened there. But anyway, um, I'm glad to see you guys go, but I totally get it because I don't have time to watch the episodes, let alone listen to your podcast, let alone make a podcast. I don't know how you have time for that. But, um, <laughs> we don't I'll anymore. miss you. And um, if you want to change your mind and just like toss some podcasts on the feed when you're ready, <laughs> I'll get to them. <laughs> Anyway, you're not finished. I, I will say, Don, that if I do do this short form, it'll you, be on the feed. Yeah, we'll put it out on the podcast feed. So don't unsubscribe. And by we, we mean he. Yeah, uh, it, it'll be like a three to five minute sort of like recap of Gotham, uh, and then it'll turn into ten minutes and fifteen minutes, no, and then it's a whole new no. podcast. Maybe for the finales. So Lost, maybe you should watch Lost to the end, and then we after did. that, Buffy we did. and we Angel. Did. Our, our three word reviews of Lost all the way through, Anne Marie. You said three words. It's not my <laughs> fault that I was the only ones I've got. It ended okay. But right now I'm watching uh, Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Because all, there's a lot of good TV on yes. right now. And uh, Preacher is coming out. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe you should show. just focus all those extra hours on that podcasting <laughs> on watching some good TV. Great. And I'll be with you in spirit every time you watch good TV. <laughs> Thank you for all your podcasts because uh, it keeps me uh, doing stuff at work. I-, I work better to podcasts. I don't know why. I like people talking about something. I-, I work by myself with dogs and cats. And uh, then I listen to you guys and it keeps me going. Um, well, I guess I won't anymore. <laughs> but you've kept me in business for probably um, at least six years now. So thanks for that. Um, I guess this is a really long voice message. But, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm still listening. I swear it. I know you forgot. You thought I forgot, but I never forgot. I've always listened to you guys, and you've always entertained me. And thank you for that. Bye. 
Thank you very much, Dawn. Thank uh, you, Dawn. Like, like we said, you know, she's one of our oldest and dearest listeners. And uh, thank you so much for the kind words. And we're going to have a voicemail about your voicemail about the finale here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, talking to we win in our chat room is getting ready to head out. When I just wanted to say thank you so much. She might Talk be. About it's the probably oldest tie, and dearest. Yeah, it's probably a tie between her and Bobby for our our oldest listener. Uh, no, it was win because didn't she contribute to your Dragon Con thing? Yeah, to my Indiegogo way back in the day before. Way we, back. A few months before we were doing podcast, I think, mm-hmm. if not longer than that. Uh, so, so thank you very much for all your support over the years, Win. I'm sure we'll still see you around online all the time. And, Yay, internets. And, you know, that patron hangout, uh, non-patrons are going to be welcome as well. So anybody... So he's just made a flash judgment. I have made a flash judgment. Uh, we'll figure out how to do it securely. Uh, but I would really love to see all of you old bees out there, you know, for, for our, our last kind of big hurrah, uh, you know. There will be alcohol. It will never end. There will be alcohol. There will be lots of alcohol. I will. Oh, y'all love when I drink. (laughs) (laughs) We should get hope. Okay, so... Anyway, anyway. Let's get back to the Gotham discussion here. Thanks again, Dawn, for the voicemail. We'll hear more from you later. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there was a new character introduced in this episode Mm -hmm. that I want to talk about. Sure. Because I thought he was all good. Raw's all good, I'd like to say. Raw's all good. (laughs) Uh, This episode saw that... Well, I see, I was going to tease it. I messed it up. Hold on. Let me try that again. Okay, there was a new villain introduced in this episode. I wonder who he could be. This episode saw the introduction of a classic Batman villain, one people have been clamoring for since the start of Gotham, a mysterious man shrouded in mystery. Mysterious man shrouded in mystery? Really? Shrouded in mystery while shouting at our heroes from the shadows. That's right. Butch Gilzine is Solomon Grundy. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm actually talking about... Ra's al Ghul, and he was Ra's al Good in this uh, episode, in my opinion. Uh, this is one of the most uh, comic-slash-cartoon-accurate versions of the character I think I've ever seen in live action. Probably the most. I haven't seen Arrow's, but given Arrow's reputation, I, d- I doubt it was very accurate. Uh, and it, now, while I love Batman... judgments. Like, a lot of people might be saying, but Liam Neeson in Batman Begins, while I loved Batman Begins, I wasn't a huge fan of Liam Neeson as Roz, or the whole general take on him, mm-hmm. where it was sort of like, there was this guy you, you thought was Roz, and then he kind of faded out in everything, and then you find out it's actually Liam Neeson. Uh, so so I, I was never really a big fan. And plus, you know... He wasn't really oozing with mystery. He didn't seem like this madman warrior that I know Roz as, this dignified madman warrior. Plus, he died in the movie, and he didn't come back to life, which is something that Roz never does. He always comes back. He, he even says in this episode that he's been alive for centuries. By the way, uh, over in the chat room, Bobby Hawk thought that uh, I was talking about Darkwing Duck, you know, shrouded in mystery. Darkwing Duck, let's get dangerous. Okay, but, you know... Back to oh, oh uh, Mike Pasqua says I should check out Arrows Raws. I probably won't. Let's be honest. What? I'm probably not going to be checking. Well, I might be checking out Arrow actually. You might for, actually be checking for other reasons projects. that are secret. Uh, but so back to Raws on Gotham. <laughs> Alexander Siddig, I, I believe is how you pronounce his name, brought a lot to the character. I, I, there's a over on the YouTube channel, the official Gotham YouTube channel. There's a featurette where he talks about how he approached the role, and they had a couple preview clips in there. I highly recommend you go check that out. Very enlightening, and, and might give you a sense if Roz does appear again, 
I, I in think the show. he's going to. I'll get to that. Okay. I'll get to it. But, you know, if he does appear again, kind of where the direction of where the character may, may go. Mm-hmm. I also love how he manipulated Bruce into killing Alfred when he was planning on using the Lazarus pit the whole time to bring Alfred back. Mm-hmm. It, it, it kind of makes me wonder if Roz is going to be a major force in season four or if this was just an initial test, uh, you know, to kind of gauge Bruce's wherewithal and Roz probably won't hassle Bruce again until he becomes the knight in the darkness that he mentions he needs you know so so maybe this was just like this is the one time Bruce met Roz al Ghul before he became Batman and it was just like an early test it's it's the kind of story you see one two testing but Sorry. but but you see you see this sort of storyline storyline in comics a lot of times where a character you've known for a long time they'll have a flashback issue where you found found out that you know Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne met when they were boys maybe this they is went the, to camp together the the first meeting of Bruce and Roz that you never knew about until you did but if you're only watching Gotham you only know about this one uh, but speaking of how wow. long how long has Roz been in Gotham Raish. Mm. Uh, Roz, Roz. Uh, is that his main base of operations? Do you think, or is this? I, I was thinking maybe this is one of several Lazarus pits he has stashed around the world, and this is just like his Gotham home base. So does he just like pop out of them? Like, can he travel? Are they portals? No, they're not portals. Please, they're not portals. I want portals. But you time know, jumps, portals. Uh, obviously, it's a dangerous world out there, and if he dies anywhere around the world you know it might be hard to get his body back to the lazarus pit in time before it starts decomposing so we can come back to life so i believe in the in one version of the comics or maybe the cartoon he had several around the world that he could go to at a moment's notice uh you know how does one make a lazarus pit um magic just throw some magic in a pit then you have a lazarus pit lazarus pit um, let's see. Uh, Mike Passbaugh says it's probably the first encounter on a long road of Roz trying to get Bruce to replace him, which yeah, would be very comics accurate yet again, <laughs> uh, for sure. I, I wonder, though, uh, speaking of Ra- Raish, Roz, Raish, Roz and uh, the League of Assassins that we see in this episode and everything, I wonder, does Bruce get the idea for his costume from the Ninja Monkeys, a.k.a. the League of Assassins? Because they look pretty Batman-like. I disagree. I, I, I also thought that the the ensemble he had on at the end looked quite a bit like those those Ninja Monkeys. Uh, so, so maybe he combined the Ninja Monkey look with the galavan Azriel's cape thing because i mean that it wasn't, wasn't a cape though he was just wearing like no Azrael had a cape yes but i'm talking about bruce at the end of the episode he, he was he just had, wearing he had a like trench a dress coat. he was like wearing a black trench but it, coat. it suggested a cape it suggested well, a yeah, cape suggested i, I a definitely cape. feel like we, like we'll go that direction uh, but uh, let's see. Lone Wolf Pack over in the chat room says those caves and tunnels took time to build. I wonder if that dragon face was on the owl map. I actually think it wasn't. I think it's. I think it's kind of weird because that they were separate entities. Yeah. The the ninja monkeys had nothing to do with the owls. <laughs> the things that we talk about on this show. Uh... I, I I do think it's kind of weird though that they've set it up now to where the the court of owls wasn't really a thing. It was more of a machination by Rachel Ghoul. Mm-hmm. AI, it just seems kind of weird to me considering how entrenched they are in Batman lore after their introduction a few years ago and how sort of unrelated they are to Ra's al Ghul because I, I, I believe they're kind of competing people working towards similar goals that don't really interact in the comics. I don't think – I mean I could be wrong but I don't think Ra's al Ghul and the Court of Owls have ever really – Mingled? 
mingled. They're not going the to comp- talk they're to not the best, they're, not, they're not besties. They're not hashtag besties. And it just feel, seems kind of weird that this major force in the comics that has been controlling Gotham forever is gone now. I don't think it's gone. You don't think it's gone? I'm no. sure. They, those, I mean, those secret so- societies always end up rising back up one Somebody's got to be married to somebody else. Yeah, that's very true. And, you know, they had people that they protected with the whole um, – unleashing of the virus mm-hmm. so there's people that know what's going on they know what's up who said that they didn't start a new one yeah um no i think and and you know the table that they slit everybody's throats oh god <laughs> um that wasn't the same amount of people at the table as when um jim was like introduced and all that yeah you know there was more people there then so you know people were out on assignment well, I Who think, knows where they were traveling to? I, don't know. I also think they mentioned in the episode that they went to a few different bases and all of them had dead owls. So I think that one scene we saw of them oh. going and slitting the throats, that was one of the many end. stops they made on their Kill the Court That's of Owls true. tour. That's true. You know what, though? Somebody always survives. Yeah. Somebody always survives. If it's that important to the Batman mythos, mm-hmm. somebody always survives. And, you know, what we, ha- we have an owl mm-hmm. expertly put together by, like, a puzzle man <laughs> in the GCPD that probably can get stolen quite easily because they're all like, the owls are gone. Put yeah. it into storage. And then maybe that last... <laughs> tech that they gave the mason jar full of blood will steal it and start the new court of owls solved there's your season four for you gotham tv writers i'll take a credit and a check okay you want to talk a little bit about harvey right harvey hello harvey look like crap um (laughs) harvey has had enough of jim's shenanigans and you know what this might be one of my favorite things these are a few Oh, the coffee kicked in. Sorry. Um, So he spent three years helping Jim with all of his crazy, cracked out life and adventures. And finally, he's starting to push back. Mm -hmm. One day, it's going to be never to uh, Jim's now or never. And you know what? I love that he's finally growing this backbone to stand up to Jim. (laughs) But hopefully, now that the virus situation is under control, a 90% success rate with the cure. Thank you very much. Um, they can get back to some good old-fashioned detective work. Yeah, like that's going to happen in Gotham. But I just, you know, even when Harvey's been through so much, he's just like, <laughs> I don't know what I did that was awesome, but there we go. Um, he's like, let's go get a drink at noon. Like he was like, still same old Harvey, but he's just like, you can't just throw me into a train twice. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think I... There were even some very kind of touching moments with Harvey too, where he was like, "I'm, you know, I'm losing my friend." Like, yeah, it, this was a very emotional episode. All of the, well, that's because it was basically like a uh, series <clears throat> finale because we were mm-hmm. on a bubble for too long. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that transitions perfectly into my next point. <gasps> you know, I didn't even look ahead. Which is what I called a fitting, fitting finale. finale. Okay, <laughs> so uh, this episode of Gotham, I thought, could have legit worked as a series finale. There was a lot of closure in it. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, as you mentioned, Jim and Harvey are back on the beat going for a drink, then heading out on patrol. Uh, Babs has been defeated, leaving Selena with a slightly more stable mentor in Tabby. Uh, Bruce embraces his destiny and saves a family that was about to suffer. Embrace a, your destiny. But they were about to suffer a bad night like his parents did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, 
it really felt like most of the problems introduced in this pilot were resolved by the end of the, this season. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, this felt like a really good counterpoint to the pilot. Speaking of the pilot, actually, I like how we circle back around to Penguin getting shot at the pier again. Mm-hmm. It's happened. It happened in the pilot. Then again, when Ed left him for dead earlier this season, and once more in this episode, the most stat- satisfying thing about it, though, was that uh, Penguin finally won in that he didn't end up in the water. Like, he the two times the he's been there before, he's been in the water, presumed dead, uh, and then, you know, kind of figured his way out. Mm-hmm. I-, I also love that his plan uh, to outsmart Ed was a lot closer to that clever thinking 14 steps ahead Batman gambit kind of penguin that we saw in season one that we haven't mm-hmm. seen so much of lately because as Ed points out in this episode, he's a, he's a character that he's been a character that's ruled by his emotion instead of mm-hmm. kind of having a very clever, precise plan. And I also like that uh, penguin decided to uh, sort of, sort of freeze Ed in carbonite and put him in the club. Carbonite. So, so he can always remember that that's mm-hmm. what happens when he lets his emotions get in the way of mm-hmm. his clever nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we're going to see a much more capable penguin than we have the past couple seasons in season four. Mm-hmm. I, although I, I will say that given that this felt so much like a series finale, I have a theory about where they're going. Okie dokie. They pretty much wrapped it, every problem that they opened up in the past pilot. Couple. Yeah. I, I, I feel like season four is going to refocus the show, mm-hmm. transitioning the main character from Jim to Bruce. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of still show up a lot yeah, in the serialized nature of Gotham. That's a given. But I feel like this is going to be a legit Batman show next year, or at least a Batman Begins show, you know, showing the year one of Bruce Wayne and how he sort of becomes the Bat. I, th- I think that's going to be the main focus of the show. And the GCPD stuff is probably going to go by the wayside a little bit. which At least for a little while. Which I think is why they, they've moved a character... The character Lee off the stage for now, um, you know, and because she has another TV show and a movie sequel. Well, I mean, and a newborn. Who knows which one informed the other? But yeah, you know, I I feel like they've kind of moved the villains and Bruce into the forefront, and that Jim's going to be almost a side character uh, moving forward. I think. I mean, it's something that this show has done. Every half season, basically, is it shifts, it re re reimagines where it was, like. Well, <laughs> hi, Cobble Potteries. <laughs> yeah, Cobble Pottery says, made it. <laughs> I hope you in. didn't throw a big tantrum and kick on the floor. Um, you know, th- they've reevaluated what was working and what wasn't working. Uh-huh. While this was a show that was supposed to be about Jim Gordon, it turned out that he really wasn't the character anybody really cared about. Um, whether they liked it or not, we all wanted to see Bruce become yeah. the bat. And we wanted to see everything that inspired that, including mm. Jim. We're good with that, well, I, but I don't think I don't think he's the most interesting storyline in any way, shape, or form. And it's smart of them to transition. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's always been a show about the villains too, and Jim's been sort of the straight man for the villains to bounce off of. But he really wasn't. But I, I also feel like they've kind of they they've hit the same note with him mm-hmm. a couple times, uh, where you know, oh, is he dark or is he light? Is mm-hmm. he good or is he bad? Always oh, good. I'm like so tired. It, Next it's season, like Lee. Yeah. Nobody actually wanted to see her be healed because she was actually interesting as a villain. <laughs> and then he saved her. But yeah, that's why I think it's going to kind of focus a bit more mm-hmm. on Bruce next season and, and the villains too. 
But, uh, you know, if that is the case, though, if that is the case and they become a legit Batman show next year, I think it's awesome because, you know, they've earned, they've earned it, I think. Yeah. I, th- I think they've finally done enough legwork to actually do a legit Batman show without betraying the, the spirit of Batman. Right. So, okay, you wanted to talk a little bit about Stabby Babs, right? Or should we throw to the chat room real Let's quick? Let's throw to the chat room real quick. There's a lot going on over there. Let's see. Uh, Lone Wolf Peck says they can't rush the bat too much as David, while puberty is going well. He's not physically ready to play the bat. He's a lot closer than he was a year ago. He's a lot closer than he was a year ago. And I feel really icky saying things like <laughs> that. That's all I'm going to say. I feel very old and wrong. Um, let's see. Uh, Caustic Commission says Ed is a trophy husband for now <laughs> until he defrosts. Um, I still think there's hope for Ed and Pangy. Yeah. Mike but- Pasco says, when will Harvey and Jim switch positions? Hashtag Jim the Commish. You know, who knows? We'll see. In <laughs> Cobble Pottery, he says, puberty going well? That wording kills me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the puberty's going well for that young boy. All right. So, Babs, you want to talk a little bit about Stabby Babs, I mean, right? I can. All right. So, Babs just didn't know what she wanted. And you know what? That led to her inevitable demise. She's not somebody we're throwing in a Lazarus pit. You know why? She's got enough crazy. And if the Lazarus pit brings on more crazy, I don't think even Gotham can handle that. Because I think she would, like, out-crazy Jerome, and that takes work. Um, she- By the way, Lone Wolf Paco 4 in the chat room says, uh, I didn't know how else to phrase it. It didn't sound bad. He's growing up nicely, maybe, is a way you could phrase it. But that sounds it just sounds as bad. It sounds just yeah. as bad. <laughs> um, it's okay. We're all just... Never mind. We're friends here. We're all friends here. Nothing's bad. Nothing's, nothing's weird. Amory, we can't lose listeners now because we're not going to have a show anymore. You guys all suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We love you. Um, you. Okay, let's see. Uh, She always hated to be left out of the action, and that really manifested when she couldn't let go of wanting to take over Gotham. You know, she felt like she was being left out, passed over, not important, blah, blah, blah. She never gave a valid reason why or any Uh indication as to what she actually wanted to do when she took over. Like, everybody else seemed to have, like, a thing, Uh and she just was like, I want the power. I'm like, all right, lady. (laughs) Um, Now, as much as I loved Stabby, I think it was time for her to go. I'll also say that the safe house yeah. was not very safe. Okay. like <sighs> Really bad choice for a safe house. Yeah, something falling apart. <laughs> like, that was like a shack made by, like, high school yeah. freshmen so they could... Penguins was way better with the door, like, the steel doors that dropped down uh, yes. and everything. And you know what? He's been out of commission for a while. He wasn't, like, <laughs> at his top. She's been at the top. Maybe, but this was just like the third level down of safe houses. Yeah. So Cost Commotion says, I don't think she died. I think she'll, she will wake up and be crazy. Or Cobble oh, no, Pottery she says, crispy. she'll be fine. And Bobby Hawk says, she looked no, no. pretty crispy. Cobble Pottery said, she'll be fine. 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 Okay, so we're, we're going to wrap up the discussion here. The whole bunch with, of quibbles and bits. Yeah, what we call quibbles and bits. Uh, we used to What we used to do is we used to grab our notebooks that we take our notes in and read a bunch of random stuff. But That got messy. Somewhere along the way, because it was a little hard we just started typing out some stuff if we didn't have anything else and it wasn't enough for a full point we probably did have other stuff for full points but we kind of thought it would be nice just to go out with a bunch of rapid fire notes on this episode are we going back and forth or no yeah we can go back and forth let me get to my part because we have a lot of quibbles and bits 
Okay, so Lee had Once Upon a Time level evil cleavage in this episode. You could basically see her whole boob. She had when a lot she of was, side boob. When she was in Jim's apartment. Yeah, uh, yeah. Greetings from Storybook. Greetings from Storybook. Um, the entire opening scene, or not scene, the whole before the opening, bar, Gotham, <laughs> was pure gold with Granny and the Money, the Girl Scouts, spider cookies, mm-hmm. la, la. Um, and not to be outdone by the burning train. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to add on to that, I love the little vignette in the bank with the old lady in ah. the beginning of the episode. It felt very season one. That's how they used to like it. The episode Intro Viper anything. comes to mind. Yes, it was uh, very cold open. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, Shalane in the chat room says that uh, Dean noticed her, her side, side boob too. <laughs> I mean, how could you not notice the side boob? Anyway, uh, Alvarez on the virus. Thank you. That was fabulous. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Why isn't the former mayor being found alive not a bigger deal to the media or the GCPD? Because <laughs> this is the first time there's been official confirmation that Oswald Cobblepot, the mayor, the elect, the mayor elect that Aubrey James has stepped in for <laughs> is alive and well and nobody gives a crap like nobody <laughs> i don't understand it i didn't even catch that uh, lucius as always is there to save the day can we get more of him please <laughs> so butch died i feel because he was trying to move into that number one position again that boss position oh, you can't do that but you seriously work better as a sidekick just deal with it deal just with it. you know i mean you're gonna be coming back as solomon grundy Born on a Monday. But born on a Monday and then awake on a Thursday, okay, I guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, just deal with it. Deal you're with not the man. number one. Well, actually, maybe now that you're Solomon. No, Solomon Grundy's never the number one either. He's the he's actually the consummate, you know, supervillain that another supervillain or the Le- Legion of Doom or whoever brings in to, to kind help. of be the muscle. So, nice. So a uh, fitting end for Butch. Uh, Mike Pasqua in the chat room asks, so is Lee gone? So Lee is gone. Stabby Babs is dead. As is Sarah Essen. Where does Batgirl come from? Mm-hmm. No idea. No idea. Touch and Strange's delight upon seeing that Jim had the virus. <gasps> You've got it, don't you? I was like, Ooh. <laughs> I've missed Touch. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I love that. Anytime I, he was on. I know some people in our chat room disagree, but I love the Mad Hatter so much. Well, I enjoyed, and this isn't, you know, just slight veering um that he's just veer. he's standing there with like a bomb around or a grenade around his neck going what's going <laughs> on i i just want to escape like it's all so anyway i love how when bruce is wandering down the street on his way to rot ra- 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 the Al Ghul place, uh, the, the police are j- just drive by with the megaphone as several people are gunned down in the streets and like attacked and people are breaking windows and they're just like, hey, everybody, go back inside. No, it was the uh, National Guard. Oh, was it the it National wasn't Guard? The it wasn't it was the like GCPD. the straight up National Guard just like, go home, y'all. <laughs> uh, where is Falcone? Lee is living in his dead son's house, which I guess is technically her since they were married for about four hours. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he might have stopped in with all the craziness going on. You know, <laughs> check on his investments and things. Remember when Fish and Harvey made out? I do. That's all. Army of freaks torturing <laughs> Penguin. What goes around comes around, y'all. And last but not least, is Bab Bab's dead? Who knows? Probably. But I did hear one theory that maybe the accident, uh, the elect- the accident yes. that she suffers in this episode electroshocks her into sanity and that that could lead to a rekindled romance between her and Jim resulting in a Batgirl. Uh, so I really like that idea. Gmail. Gmail. 
Gmail? Yeah, for some reason it says Gmail right here. I think I went to try to type in <laughs> Gmail. <laughs> oh, okay, I have two. Super secret badge with two doses of the cure. Awesome. Yeah. And Ed's reference to the destruction of Troy while the city was burning and falling apart was just beautiful. Well, Nero played. Uh, over in the chat room, let's see here. Um, Cobble Pottery says, Butch held the number one spot for a little while in season two while Ed was stuck in Arkham. Guess he really loved it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it just didn't go well for him. Mike Pasquale really loved Alish Tetch. Hmm. Uh, Bobby Hawk said, I didn't mind the Hatter, just felt he was a bit overused. See, and I feel underused because he was gone for about 12 episodes. And then Cost Commotion has buffering for some reason. Wah, wah, wah. But uh, now it's time uh, to rate the episode with in an arbitrary nature, although I have to admit this time I didn't pick an it's arbitrary, arbitrary. No- number. This number has a very special meaning that I will reveal after everybody in the chat room and we vote. Mm-hmm. Okay, so out of 394 Ninja Monkeys, how many Ninja Monkeys do you give this episode and marie and why by the way 390 ninja monkeys and it could have only gone up and over the top had jerome made even the teensiest tiniest mention or appearance does jerome count as a ninja monkey jerome Jerome counts as four ninja monkeys that's how awesome he is he's like four ninja monkeys (laughs) and we're waiting uh, for uh, votes from the chat room what do you think i think i'm gonna give this one i'm gonna get give it of solid 394 ninja monkeys ninja monkey. and wah, one wah, wah. and one uh, ninja gorilla just for fun the really big one the really big guy uh, no but I, I thought it was a really fantastic finale it tied up everything they've been doing this season beautifully I feel in a lot of ways it tied the series up in a beautiful bow that to where they can move on and it can become a whole new show uh, from this point on I, I really loved all of the character moments I thought everyone ended in a really good place and like I said the uh, the scenes between Alfred and Bruce probably my favorite scenes they've done in the show bar none I, I mean I, I seriously was almost tearing up a couple times I know you were uh so let's see over in the chat room uh bobby hawk gives it 333 ninja monkeys cabo potteries gives it 394 uh ninja monkeys i was highly entertained and that's all i could ask for lone wolf pack 04 gives it 394 ninja monkeys and a mug of laws pit juice uh mike pasqua gives it 389 uh, ninja monkeys higher if fish had survived and uh i think cause of commotions uh seconding mics yeah the 389 higher if fish had survived uh so a lot of ninja monkeys there i i will reveal the non-arbitrariness of the number this one's another like yeah kind of kind of tier here 394 is the exact number of recorded podcasts we've released since we started greetings from storybrook five years ago so So this is our 394th podcast and we're we're going out on top. I mean, you might count that patron hangout we're going to do as a, that's another one. That's not a one. podcast. No, that's, that's like that's a we're drinking and hanging out. Yeah. So, so this is the- just six shy of 400. I, I kind of, if no. I have one regret, it's that we didn't get the, the perfect 400 and end on 400. But by the same token, I'm completely okay with, with ending it where it is. I, I also love that we ended it on a really strong episode of a show that we really, really still love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we went out on top, I think. Well, I so. feel like it's almost like they wrapped this one up with a bow and delivered it to us for our final episode. They're like, here, here, here. Pretend it's the end. Yeah. yeah. So so it, 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 does, it does feel nice to... End on a good note, not end on Haterade. Yeah, not end on Haterade like we did with uh, Once Upon a Time. But that's uh, been taken over by other capable people. Yeah. Uh, a couple of potteries over in the chat room says, Gotham now feels more uh, than a... Sh- 
more like more than a show with a bunch of Easter eggs. The Iceberg Lounge, the coming of Grundy, newbie Batman. It's all coming together beautifully. I definitely true. agree. Very true. Okay. Well, that about does it for our main discussion. Now, on to the news. News. We have no news. So we're going to move right on to listener feedback. This is – okay. We're warning you now. There's a lot of voicemails, letters, and like I said earlier, an eight-minute surprise at the end. Yes. Uh, so so uh, hunker down. And by the way, uh, during that eight-minute surprise, we won't have anything to do. So we'll be in the chat room chatting. Yeah. Ask uh, questions. So, do you know, feel free to hang out. Please. Uh, but let's see. Um, I, I was going to do the, go into the spiel with the contact info, but we don't need to do that because we're not doing another episode. We're not. But, you know, we're still around. I would Legends say. Legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Uh, at you, Legends of Gotham. We may or may not live tweet next year, but I'm not going to yeah. count on that. Yeah. But, and the Facebook is still please enjoy yeah, the it facebook the facebook group, group share more things like we're, we're going to be hitting that up to talk about gotham every week yeah after we watch like episode. there will not be a hashtag gotham thursday a because that's weird and b because that's work um but we'll be there mm-hmm. so wah, wah, wah. okay and uh as always another long-term listener uh, he's he's been the number one slot in our voicemail section for years and years and, and years. Almost every one of those three hundred and ninety-four episodes. Yeah. So uh, take it away, Bobby. Hey guys, it's Bobby. Hey. All Hi. right. So I'm really glad this was a two-hour season finale uh, because what has it been like three or four weeks now? We've been playing setup, and it feels to me like this. Uh, the first part of this season finale was just playing set up for the last hour. And I feel like if we'd have divided that up into two weeks, uh, I would have just been driven mad by all the setup. And I'm, 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 uh, I'm just glad that they didn't do that. Um, so basically you had what, like maybe three or four storylines batting around this past half season. Uh, I felt like they did a pretty decent job of, of coalescing them all into one, uh, making them fit at the end here. Uh, Oswald Enigma, I, I'm kind of tired of the back and forth, uh, but I thought that, uh, Penguin did a pretty decent, they did a pretty, pretty decent job of, uh, a reason of why Penguin doesn't want to kill Oswald, you know, having him around as a reminder, although I'm sure Oswald's not going to be too happy with Penguin once he comes out of that popsicle. Um, and then Fish. Why was Fish there? I'm not, that's not to say that I minded Fish. In fact, I was, she definitely did not irk me as, as much as some of her past, uh, presence has. Hmm. But it just felt like she was just wasted. Like she was just there for nothing, to be quite honest with you. Um, and as far as nothing, like, Court of Owls, they were around for so long and then they just were like gone with a whimper. I felt like that was a bit lackluster. Uh, League of Assassins, of course, they were only there for a few moments. Uh, Raja Ghul was there longer than I thought he would be, but of course, that's all just going to set up whatever's going to be going on in season four. Um, Jim and, Jim and Lee, uh, Jim and Lee, I don't understand their relationship at this point. Uh, to be quite honest, as far as their relationship (laughs) goes, it, uh, it feels to me like they're right back at square one where the season started. Uh, there, like for everything that happened in the season between them and everyone else, there was just like no movement at all in their relationship. They are now apart. She has left from Gotham and they know that they want to be together, but they're not. So whatever. Um, the only, the, the one, the few highlights for me, this, in this episode, uh, Bullock all the time. I'll always mention Bullock. Bullock. Bruce and Alfred were like the, like, I could have, if they would have just dealt this last half season, like, forgot the virus, period, end of sentence, and just dealt with the the Court of Owls, the League of Assassins, and Bruce, 
and his training or whatnot, I would have been so much happier than the outcome of what has happened. Um, because anytime Bruce and Alfred were on, on the screen in this episode, I just like, I love the scenes between them, love the scenes between them. I loved every speech Alfred gave to him in this episode. Uh, in case you guys didn't notice, I really like Bruce and Alfred's uh, scenes in this episode. Uh, Selena was in there for like, what, all of two scenes, and one of them was just so we could see her with a whip, although that was pretty cool. Um, Butch, it kind of sucks that Butch has, uh, got shot. I was like, oh man, why the hell did they do that to Butch? And then, oh, no, and then his back. real name is Cyrus Gold. He is Solomon Grundy, not Captain Barnes. We will see him next season as well. Very nice. uh, Barbara, who's... Also, I love that Bobby, his biggest thing he loved was Bruce and Alfred. Get out of my head, Bobby. To know, a lot of people want to keep saying Harley. I really don't think that's the case, but I, I don't think that she's... I mean, even though she's dead, dead means nothing here in Gotham. And sure. then uh, we were told so many times by so many people that Harley would make an appearance in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe there was a post in the in the Facebook about that someone put up saying uh, showing that the girl at the end of the episode was supposed to be Harley. Yeah, and that was Jason Wiley. frame on her, she does have like a red and black checker dress underneath her, her her, uh, jacket, so it's that. a possibility, I guess. I don't understand <laughs> I, why. <sighs> okay, so I just felt like this really didn't feel like too much of a season finale, to be honest with you, with the exception of hmm. whatever was going on with Bruce and Alfred. He's I just felt head. a bit mad my head. this week, and <laughs> it sucks, but it, that's how I felt. Um, and it sucks that the podcast or the regularly weekly podcast is going out on kind of a low note for me, anyway. Um, uh, that's not, to, but I, regardless, I love you guys in chat. I love, you know, I'm going to miss you guys every week. I love every podcast you guys have put out. And, um, yeah, I just, I'm really going to miss you guys, but I guess I got to move on to the arbitrary scale here. Uh, (laughs) Out of 27 freaking ninja monkeys, uh, 27 ninja monkeys, we're going to give it 20. It it wasn't a total letdown, but I just, it, it did not live up to the par of a Gotham season finale for me. Thank you very much, Bobby. That's sad to hear about Gotham, but, uh, you know, th- thank you again so much for being there. And, you know, you know where we live. I was going to say, yeah, you were kind of saying, like, goodbye. I'm going to miss you all this. You, you live an hour and a half away. You're, you're not our, our <laughs> listener anymore, but you're, you're our friend. You're our friend. So, uh, you know, we'll see you IRL real soon, Bob. 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 Okay, we have a comment from YouTube here. Uh, Sean. Or Scott, Scott Scott Boswell says, will you still be doing a season roundtable later? Uh, let's put off that ultimate ending. We won't. No. And that is only because the UK is confused as to how life works and are about 12 episodes behind. But we have uh, reached out to John and Derek over the Gotham TV par- podcast. You know, uh, that will be on theirs. Yeah. If they want to do if a season roundtable, we'll be on theirs. And we'll, put mm-hmm. a, we'll probably end up putting uh, it out on the feed too so that's right Jelaine. we'll go shopping so uh, that'll be good that'll <laughs> be good and uh, you want to read this other youtube comment here real quick sure okay from princess something i can't pronounce um <clears throat> the info for the finale actually says fish riddler and penguin reveal plans of their own so i think it is ed not butch and tabs that will work with fish in fact i think ed contacted fish behind babs tabs and butch's backs this episode did seem a lot like ed was stalled killing Oz 
especially the safe house scene where he screams to not kill Oz because there's something wrong. I don't know. (laughs) It seems off. Ed would – I love that she keeps calling him Ed when he would hate that. Um, (laughs) Wouldn't understand what a safe house is and that it wouldn't do exactly what it did or at least count on that Oz would have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. Your prediction did not come true? Fair enough. <laughs> so I, 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 Sorry about your luck, but thanks thanks for writing in. We appreciate it. Okay, so uh, next up is uh, uh, Chris. finale review from Donna War. Oh, okay. Take it away, Donna War. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. This is Donna War. I just finished watching the Gotham finale. Um, wow, that was fun. <laughs> I liked a lot of things about it. But uh, mostly I liked that um, Bullock was the hero, wasn't he? I've been waiting for that for a long time now. <laughs> you know he's my favorite. I don't know why it's completely underutilized, but but he he was the hero. He saved everybody. So there you go. Um, uh, sure, I've got commentary. I can't think of any of it. Uh, I know you've got a lot to say about this, so I'm just gonna wait and listen to the podcast. <laughs> and um, I hope that I will hear from you again since you're retiring. I guess, and, and that'll make me sad. But I'm gonna keep your feet on my. Uh, Hi, Catcher. So do it. if you change your mind, you'll pop back up. And I was all, oh, there's Bill and Anne-Marie. They think bye. <laughs> Again, you, fine. you have my Skype. Call us anytime mm-hmm. when Gotham's on. Yeah. And we'll watch it together. Fresh. It's a family. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, you had an vo- uh, email you wanted to read? Sure. The red one? Yeah. Okay, let me make my computer start working. Hey, y'all! It's like they wrote in my voice. This is from Sith Youth Pastor, by the way. I was going to get there. It's signed at the end. Um, I hate that this could be my last email to this awesome and amazing podcast, but here it goes. <laughs> my thoughts from- But I'm going to do it anyway. But I'm doing it anyway. From this huge and epic finale are, one, the old lady in the bank scene in the opening made me laugh more than any scene in the show. <laughs> Two, did I like that it's like quibbles and bits, too. This makes me very happy. Um, did did anyone else catch the Girl Scouts berating people to buy cookies because they were infected with the virus? Yes. Yes. Three, poor Alvarez. He must be having a bad headache. Um, number four, I guess this episode must have taken place on a Saturday since that's when Cyrus Gold died. Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy. Uh, number five, going to have to change the theory that Lee isn't Harley anymore. Could be a Barbara. After all, people don't stay dead in Gotham. If she is dead. Very true. Uh, six for being League of Shadows, they sure got beat pretty easily by Gordon. Now for my two questions, which by the way, I I love that Jim killed Fish Mooney by trying to be this total badass with the sword and completely messing it up. Yeah, <laughs> like, he just messed up. It was awesome. I, I think I think one of the things I wrote down in my notes was Jim is no ninja. Jim is no ninja. Jim is no ninja. Uh, question number one: What happened to the one antidote vial? Of the unbroken when fish dropped them. I thought they were all I'm broken. I'm pretty sure they all broke. Yeah. It may have, the, you may not have, been, it was probably like a cracked off top or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Number two, throughout the comics, the Lazarus Pit has had effects on people that used its waters. I know that we did not see Alfred submerged in the pit, but could there be effects to Alfred because the water was used on him? It is an open wound after all. So the, he has hopped in your head. Yeah, that's what I, I, I was wondering about. Like, where's mm-hmm. the Lazarus madness? Where's the cray cray? I mean, we could see that come out in Alfred next season maybe we could. Uh, it, especially if he joins the gcpd that'd be a lot of fun that'd be, it's that'd a, be a lot of fun wouldn't it guys blame it on the butler uh okay my rating out of 176 jars of tetch's blood i'd give it 170 nice. gonna miss y'all but can't wait for the final podcast finale podcast, finale podcast. same difference <laughs> um 
Sith use pastor. Thank, thank you very you. much. And thanks for hopping in earlier. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, next up, we have a voicemail from Andy. Take it away, Andy. Hey, guys. It's Andy B. from the Flash Podcast. Hi. Sorry I haven't been leaving a lot of voice messages this uh, this second half of the season. I have completely forgotten. I've been you know, just so, so stupid busy. Uh, but I definitely wanted to make sure I left something for you guys for the, the finale, uh, since I know you know you guys are coming to an end soon, which, you know, I'm still sad about, but, you know, just just to give my quick thoughts on that. that I'm so sad about it. Stop uh, it. Off the finale. <laughs> I, I may, as, I may go as far as say this was actually better than almost all of CWD's TV finales. I... This was no, that's big coming of, for me, Andy. Um, of all time, I think the finale was just fantastic. Um, I think the whole, I think they did resolve the whole virus thing a little bit too quick and easy. But you know, at this point, I was like, you know, it's fine. You know, it's fine. Uh, I expected Leslie and and uh, Jim to make it out there. Uh, I think it's probably good. But it's probably best for the show that Leslie is supposedly now she's done with the show for a while. Maybe you know if this was her true exit, I think that's probably the best thing because I just don't think they knew what to do with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I I kept getting so annoyed with Leslie in the past few weeks that I'm like, you know what, just just write her off, get her out. Uh, <laughs> wow. But, uh, yeah. No, but I I also th- I, I think the introduction of Raza Ghoul was definitely far superior than Arrow's introduction of Raza Ghoul and their version of Raz and Lego Assassins like. Gotham, in just four minutes of screen time, he took out almost at least ten episodes of Raw on Arrow. So that's, you know, that's pretty funny. Um, I thought the reveal of Butch was interesting. I had even asked the actor at Comic-Con, you know, like, you, you know, would you, ever, would you ever want to see Butch get added to the comic books and whatever? And he was like, no, I'm fine with it. You know, it would be cool, but whatever. And now this time I'm like, ah, oh, Drew Powell. Uh, and um, yeah, I, Barbara, did she just become Harley Quinn? We, we shall see. Yeah. Um, I think definitely what, what was so epic was definitely that final moment with Bruce at the end where he becomes, uh, you know, Knight, the Vengeance, the Bat Boy. <laughs> Uh, I am so I'm Bruce Man. Bruce Man. Bruce Man begins. Loving that how strong this show has got over the past three years, and I cannot wait for season four. And I, yeah, I'm I'm just oh, I'm I'm gonna rewatch these two episodes so bad, so <laughs> hard, and so bad because they were so good. Um, I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about the season finale. I'm gonna try and tune in in the live show. Um, that you guys are gonna do. Obviously, so, didn't make it. But um, no. if I don't, if I if I somehow miss that, uh, just know that you guys have always been and will always be my favorite Gotham podcast. I love you guys, and I hope to talk to you soon. Take Thank care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Andy. We love you too, bud. Also, miniature update from the Twitters. Um, it's Cobble Pottery's birthday. Oh, is it? Totally. Happy Cobble Pottery. Cobble Pottery's. Do not eat a cannoli. Yeah. There is danger in the cannoli. Do stab somebody through the eye. Stab them for a tuna sandwich. Yeah. Speaking Do not of, eat a cannoli. Uh, we, we have an email here <laughs> from Cobble Pottery. Oh, I didn't even notice I was. <clears throat> Hey guys, it's Nico, that Cobble Potteries person, shooting a quick email while I can. I hope you're doing well. There are so many things I could say about that. uh, No. no, I'm just going to say it. Batshit finale. (laughs) uh, Cue rim shot sound effects. No sound effects. No sound effects. But I think I'll leave uh, that to you and everyone else because I wanted to tip my hat at you for uh, a podcast I discovered way too late in the season. It's actually actually also the first podcast I've ever followed, and I've had a lot of fun chilling and chat having to listen after a long-ass day. I'll be (laughs) 
I'd be there right now if I could, but work calls. You are there. You made it. I got to make them dollars and all that. Congratulations on an awesome run and for the work bringing amusing content and episode analysis to us every week. It takes a lot of commitment and uh, what have you and I... Did you get confused? And, Wait, where? And what have you and I can appreciate that as someone who often struggles to finish even uh, oh, the last right. little doodle or piece of writing? Uh, anyway, peace to both of you and to everyone in the chat. Uh, mm-hmm. Stay cool. Cue another rim shot, please. Uh, looking forward to season four and to interacting with you guys in this surprisingly laid back fandom. Uh, thanks, Nico. Mm-hmm. Uh, P.S. Uh, Y'all, I still think Cobblepot and that empty dining room chair was probably the pairing with the most potential in Gotham. What do you think, Phil? Definitely. Totes. Definitely. Totes. I, I still ship Bruce and Alfred. They're still the greatest love of all to me. I don't know. I like it's Alfred a familial and Lee. love, though. I liked Alfred and Lee. Alfred and Lee. That was fun. That could still come back around. That could still definitely. But thank you very much, Cobblepotters. What were you, you laughing about? I don't know what I was laughing Okay. It, it went away. No, it was... Oh, I was I was cheering because we told them to have tuna, and they did. Nice, very Happy, nice. Uh, tu- tuna sushi. No, 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 no. Okay, uh, we have uh, one final voicemail here from Chris Lexington. Hello, Bill and Emery. It's Chris from Lexington, Kentucky. Yes. Hey. Uh, hate to see you guys go. Love the podcast. Love what you guys done. And on to the episode. It was a great episode. Uh, it was it felt like a movie. I know it was long, but it was paced like a movie. And they had a little bit of uh, recalls back to other things, uh, bringing back characters a little bit, bringing future characters like Rachel Gullin for just a few minutes to get taste. And uh, I really felt like this was written as if there was not going to be another season. I felt like the ending um, scene with Bruce Wayne was supposed to be the ending of the series. But since it got renewed, there's all kinds of good things that happen. Uh, love that Butch is still alive, and I, I'll keep it short. I'll, I guess I'll just say I'll give this uh, 435 smoking barbers out of <laughs> 436 smoking barbers. Um, thanks again. You guys take care. Bye. Thank you very much, Chris. <clears throat> okay, we have one last... last one. No, I was going to do it. Okay. Uh, this is from Peter Price, uh, who you probably don't know, but you do, actually. Uh, so, uh, dear Bill and Emery, uh, this is Peter Price. I am the voice behind the crazy characters that have been calling your podcast in the last few episodes. Amazing. First off, thank you uh, so very, very, very much for even allowing me to be on your show. I am a true fan, and I am uh, completely overwhelmed by this whole experience. I always so call. In, I always call in with uh, little to no expectation that you will even listen to my voicemails, let alone play them on your show. So once I can again, once can. I can't say it again. Uh, I can't say it enough. Thank you. I did unfortunately find your show later on, just the beginning of Gotham Season 3, in fact. I absolutely adored that program and have watched it religiously since the pilot episode. Mm -hmm. Though I didn't start seeking out podcast discussions of it until the end of Season 2. And since you guys are not a show that is uh, high on update type podcast, I didn't find you until the fall when the program started up Mm -hmm. again. I don't do emojis, so sad face crying. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, watching a few of your episodes, I was hooked on the chemistry between the two of you. Then uh, when you came out with the We're So Lost podcast, a show that I absolutely hated when it came out, by the way. I just can't stand J.J. Abrams. He's uh, dog shit wrapped in a puke-soaked uh, potato sack. Wow. It just Opinions. Made me, it just made me actually interested in possibly rewatching that program just to be on point with you guys' enthusiasm over it. Then when I heard the announcement that you two were closing up shop, I was uh, somewhat crushed. I ha- had called in uh, the one time with the big J voice uh, oh, just yeah. to go with the hype of the Jerome episode. 
And let me be honest, I had quite a few drinks that night uh, as well watching the Fox show. We probably did, Which too. I think was the only reason I even called it in the first place, just to have fun. I, I think you guys I, – I think I called you guys once during the spring break uh, just for fun. But after your big announcement, I had to call you again if just to say goodbye. Uh, now, Big J did send us uh, – Big J, Peter – all the other names uh, mm-hmm. did send us a big farewell uh, with all of his whole cavalcade of characters, which we're going to play right after uh, the close of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we want to go ahead and get out of here. We're going to do the. But we'll be in the chat room. Yeah, like, we'll be get the... out of here by like yeah. turning off this. We, we'll, we'll be in the chat room as the video plays, doing the, the vote for the episode title, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So uh, we'll see you guys over there. But. I, I, I guess that about wraps it up. Uh, we don't need to give you the contact info. Uh, Facebook. No, we're com, going to again though. Facebook.com slash group slash Legends of Gotham. On, and the Twitter is at Legends of Gotham. Uh, emails Legends of Gotham at gmail.com. But I'm seriously removing it off my Gmail app as soon as we're done tonight. No, I'm kidding. I'll, I'll have it around for a couple weeks maybe. Okay, so Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? Okay, hold on. Things have changed. Um, you can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone if you just want to talk to me. Um, but I am actually launching a new website in the next two weeks <clears throat> need to buy a domain <clears throat> um but you can follow that all happening on twitter at the sharing spot it's going to be submission-based website for creatives if you write if you draw if you take pictures if you do audio or video voices or something um submit it i'll publish it i'll promote it all over the heck nice. however the heck that's not even a thing however the heck however the heck i want to and they can also follow your stuff over at uh, like orlando mom's and blog. i also write over at orlando mom's blog and in the social com- media coordinator there so pretty much i live on the internet <laughs> so a for- lot. that's what there's a reason we're stopping the podcast so find Anne marie on the internet i am on twitter <laughs> <laughs> As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, you can follow stuff we do at universebox.com. Uh, I am going to be starting up a new YouTube channel in the fall. Uh, it's going to be sort of comedy based. Um, so I, I, I hope people are going to enjoy that more produced stuff. And again, like I've been saying over and over again, I am going to be doing short form Gotham review slash recaps, uh, on the old, uh, youtube.universebox.com, our current YouTube channel. I think we're just going to keep publishing them over there. Oh, are we? Somebody said they weren't going to do that. Well, I don't know. No, I I said I wasn't going to publish my new stuff over there. I'm creating a new channel for the new stuff, but I'll, I'll, I'll put an advertisement for the new stuff on the old channel. You know, got it. So, but I, I, I guess this is about it. Um, after five years, this is the last minute or so of our last podcast. Should we think outside? <clears throat> uh, we're always thinking outside. Baby. <laughs> we're always thinking outside. I no, but it's just. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, it's been a great experience. This, um, you know, it's changed our lives in a it lot of ways. Literally, it's gotten us both careers. Yeah, it's gotten us both cre- and like confidence. Yeah, confidence in being able to do the things that we do, and friends and family in a lot of ways. It, yeah. Just in our listeners, you I, know, you guys support our Legends of Gotham stuff, but a lot of you support us in our other endeavors, and mm. you know what? That means that means a lot. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I am not going to lie. There have been hard times. There, there have been hard days. There have been hard weeks. There have been, hard there have months. been hard podcasts to record. Stay, staying with this schedule and keeping our commitment to you. Uh, but, but you still guys being life there, commitments. Yeah. You guys, yeah. you guys being there, being there for us has, has been uh, oodles greater <laughs> oodles. Than, than any, any downside. 
Uh, oh, absolutely. It. Like, it's just, even if it the, wasn't even, so exhausting, yeah. we would keep doing it. We want to, we still love mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. We still love all of you. We love, we still love, like we loved Lost. We loved mm-hmm. doing the universe box stuff. It just became too much to work all day and then work all night. Yeah. Yeah. But, and raise children. But I, I, I'm just saying the highest or, or the lowest of so the high, stuff. the lowest of the highs were higher than the highest of the lows. I'm going to let you go. So, so I just, uh, I, I, I mean, this is an ex- like, I kind of, this has been such a great five years. Like I almost want to get like a little universe box tattoo or something just to, cause this is something. Well, we have talked about getting matching tattoos. Yeah. This is, this is a five year experience that I'm going to remember my whole life. And at the end of, end of my life, I'm going to look back on this time in my life and realize how important it was. Cause I mean, it, it's been super important, so important. So I, I guess that about does it. Um, uh, thank you guys again so much for joining. And we'll be in the chat room for a few minutes yes. while uh, uh, what, Peter. Was it Peter? Peter. Uh, yeah, Peter Price. Well, Peter's uh, farewell video plays. Uh, but thank you guys so much. And uh, I guess, you know, this has been Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Oh, the music sounds exceptionally sad tonight. It does. You forgot to get champagne. Ninja monkeys. Buy my cookies. Go out like you came in. Are we on? Oh no. You got this old oh, man. Hang on, give me a minute. Don't even know what you're doing. How about you try turning the apparatus a quarter into the left? And shake it, Peter. Come yes. on, I got things I gotta do. I mean, time is money here. You're wasting my money. Now, come, come on, on, guys, let's get this together. This is taking forever. I mean, does anybody even know what they're doing? Bl- scribbles. Oh. Give me the blaming thing. I'll tell you what I say. Somebody, just please take the microphone away from that stupid old man. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay, guys, I think I got it. Hey, everybody, old man Bert here, along with the whole gang. And we just wanted to say to you guys at Legends of Gotham a fond farewell. You know, you kids have been doing a lot, working hard over there. And it's great to have hobbies, but sometimes you got to take care of yourself and your life. Though when you're young, you can do so many awesome and fun things. Boy, I remember when I was your age. I just got out of the war. I was married to this French hooker. And before I knew it, an old friend of mine, I think his name was Nathan something or other. Well, you came up to me, huh? Oh, okay, here. You tell your Jurassic story somewhere as you bought him to death. He's a Mr. Paparacocravacalicia here. Or perhaps you call him Mr. P. It's easy. I work as janitorial man in big office meeting in the city. I do all the important jobs, you know. I scrub the toilets, wash the windows. I fix it, the plumbing, the electric, all with the duct tape. Uh, make the job go quick. Now, listen to your show sometimes in the boiler room. It make me laugh, it make me cry. It's a good show. Now, I wish you all the best now that you end it. Uh, but if maybe you make a job in the future, I'd like to do this too, you know. Perhaps I'd be like a silent partner for you, huh? You showed me the ropes. Huh? Come on, okay, come fine. Here you go, off, you. I know what the Evening, my darlings, golden yaw, to bring you both a diminutive breath of alleviation from these foul, neglectful creatures. Oh, my. 
Now, may I be the first to say congratulations on your pursuit towards grand achievements. Don't get yourself stuck rooting around like common swine in the trough of mediocrity like so many other poor souls out there. Venture forward, leap and pounce with pantag strides into your ever-changing, ever-growing, unpredictable and remarkably unimaginative futures. And dare not look back on the Sodom and Gomorrah of your failed proceedings. No, no. Move on, my darlings. And always remember... Wait, wait. What? What are you doing? I'm not finished, my good man. Come on. Hey, guys. It's your favorite talent agent, Johnny Goldman, here. Now, you you guys never got hold of me. You never got the contracts that I sent you. I mean, come on. I never got nothing back from you guys. Okay? You got to work with me here. Okay? If you don't, we're going to lose this deal. We're going to lose everything that we got moving on here. Now, I got a new partner. He's going to work with us. His name is George. He's a big guy. Big name. Okay? We're going to do some investing with this guy. You got to put a little in. I'm going to put a little in. George is going to put a big chunk in. Okay? We're going to trust in this guy. Big name. I'm not really can't tell you who he is. Is now, okay? I mean, it could be George Clooney, it could be George W., it could be the ghost of George C. Scott, okay? I can't really tell you. I'm not a liberty. But we gotta, we gotta get going on this, okay? Give me a call. You remember the number. It's 555-7889. Remember, 555-P-U-T-Z. Come on, guys. We gotta get this going here. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up, big guy? Come on now. now. Okay, okay, fine. That is no, no trouble. Look. Hey, guys, you gotta give get me the make okay? Dirty blood-sucking creature. God, I'm the father. Break your arms like that, that backs. Hello, loud and last year. This is R.P. McRocker here, yeah. and I just want to say a quick farewell to you in the show. You know, you'll be great there, miss. But I don't think a lot of people out there understand that first and foremost, your parents, and that's your number one job. And we should just be thankful for the wee time that you spent with us, because it could have been used elsewhere. It's valuable time that could have been spent with them weird ones. So I definitely want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and wish you all the best. Because your crew, your clan, your kin, they always will come past. Are, are, I see you there, you the sickly looking, like one soap bag of shite. Let me finish what okay, I'm saying. All right, all right. Actually, I think I'm pretty much finished. God bless to the both of you. Okay, okay, man. Are, are, Th- thank you. Oh, uh, thank you, man. Hey, you know who this is, man. This is Devon. I'm going to make this real quick, man, okay? I just want to say goodbye. I'm going to miss you guys. You were the best, man. Uh, you know, I'm sorry I got to the game late to meet you guys, but you cool. I know you're going to do real good in life. You know, me, I'm going to get by. I'm going to be fine. I mean, remember, you ever want to give me a little something, you know, I'll always be appreciative. But you guys are great, man. I like you, Bill. Man, you cool. And, of course, my little angel face, baby, Emma Reed, man, I'm really going to miss you, girl. <laughs> all right, okay. You guys take care. All right, I'll see you, little weird man. It's all good. Okay, here, here. Dinky man. All right. Take care, remember. Don't be late for dinner. Hey, everybody, a skip. Oh, God, guys, so much, you know, going on. Oh, man, that episode of Gotham last night. We had the birth of Batman. And now the loss of you guys, the legends of Gotham. Oh, I'm having heart palpitations. Palpitations. Okay, I got to use some aspirin. Okay. Um, okay, I'm good. We must have together. Okay. But seriously, I got a hole in my heart, and I don't think it's ever going to mend. Okay? All right, guys. I love you so much. I'm going to miss you both. Oh, saying goodbye right, so all hard. Right, all right, okay. I'll see you, you Mr. Psycho. Okay? Fine. I'm, I'm all done. Yeah. We have to end right, guys, this sooner or later. You. Take care. Bye. Who knows better about ending things 
the me. <laughs> it's Big J here. And I just wanted to say a farewell to you in Legends of Gotham. Remember, we're always going to be keeping a little piece of you in our hearts. As for me, I'll be by later. And I'm going to keep a little piece of your heart for me. <laughs> You'll be missed by a lot. But that's all right. Because I'm not going to miss anything. We'll all be watching for you. I'm going to be doing it right outside your window. <laughs> all right. Anybody have any last words? I have the mic. Oh, Mr. the big Scary guy. Man. All right. Huh? Hmm? So long. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Thank, thank, thank you there, Big J. Great. Thanks. Hi, this is Peter Price, the voice behind the characters here. I just wanted to thank you, Vilna Marie, and say a good fond farewell to you. You know, I'm personally sorry I came late to the game and really only caught you guys at the last year. I did binge watch a lot of your older stuff, and you guys are great. Um, I'm definitely going to miss you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Bill, if you need anything in the future, don't hesitate to email me. Let me know. I'll, I'll give you anything you want uh, there. All right. Uh, you guys take care. Uh, anybody else here got any last words? All right, you guys. Oh, you take man, care. You stay Don't you. you ever change, dude. you too. Stay in touch, okay? You guys are beautiful, okay? Don't ever change, all right? You're the best, okay? Take care of yourself and don't you ever forget your right, sleep tight, kiddies, and don't let the tear bugs bite. I'm going to cry. Oh, boy. Okay, okay. That's enough. All right. Bye, guys. Without pain, Ninja Monkeys. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, <laughs> where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks, and I'm Anne Marie De Simone, and we are back here for what may be, probably is our final podcast ever. The series finale of Legends of Gotham. Uh, we're, Gotham. We're, Gotham. Gotham 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 Gotham, 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 Gotham. But I am wearing a Greetings from Storybrook t-shirt. Uh, to, and I'm wearing a Legends, well, not a Legends of Gotham, just a Gotham hoodie. But uh, yeah, I figured I'd wear this. This was our first podcast, and I figured, you, you may know, be familiar. The last podcast episode, we should probably, you know, give a little thanks to Greetings from Storybrook. Do we have any UB stuff around here? Uh, we don't really have any UB stuff around here. So We have the Boxies Awards. The Boxy. that there you go. Gotham that's won a... big at. <laughs> God, that's... Yes, it did. It went real big at the box. But we're here uh, on an unusual night, Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m. EST <laughs> at live.usbox.com. But you don't need to worry about that. It doesn't that. matter. We're not going to be here ever again. Yeah, but our chatters are in there. We have uh, Mike Pasqua, Cost Commotion, Win talking to We. Uh, I think Lone Wolf Pack was in there. Hopefully some more people will pop mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. A lot of you contributed some voicemails, though. So uh, thank you very much We have much voicemails. We have letters. We have a very big, long, special thing at the end that yeah, we didn't have to edit. It, it, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's wonderful. Oh, and shout out to Rebecca Johnson one last time. <laughs> nice er, try, Bill Meeks. Er, there we go. That for our mugs, she is currently recording uh, with Suicide Squad cast about Wonder Woman. Lame. So she's not with she, – but she's in the DC Universe. Nope. Nope. Doesn't count. She's in the DC Universe. Doesn't count. She's Rebecca Johnson our- is dead to me. 
But go check her out on Supergirl Radio. She's awesome. Uh, okay, so... Oh, oh, I'm fun tonight, and I haven't been drinking. Yeah, I mean, normally we feel this need to get right into the discussion, you know, after just a minute But it feels wrong to do that preamble. tonight. Yeah, I mean, it, it is... So, so. Uh, oh, wait a second. Wait, That's Classic Emotion doesn't hear us. Now she should be able to hear us. Did you so, have us... Me- were we talking that whole thing with nothing? We were talking that whole thing with nothing. So that's awesome. Dude, that was a really good like segment. But you know what? We still have it on the Do we the have audio. the audio? We have the audio. Recording. Now you have to download so. the podcast to hear what that whole five-minute yeah, spiel there was. there was so much stuff in there. We, we threatened uh, the, to kill Rebecca Johnson. We did not threaten to kill her. <laughs> but you know what? We thanked her and gave her a plug. <laughs> well, no, if you're watching this video after the fact, I'll go ahead and edit that back in. Just, to, just as a nice thing to do. Okay, so but we should do the who you are thing again. The who you are? He's Bill Meeks, and I'm Anne-Marie D. I'm Bill Meeks, and that's whoever she is. I'm Anne-Marie Anne-Marie D. Simone. Simone. I'm but- dark like Lee tonight, apparently. <laughs> Should have put down like black eyes. Anyway. But yeah, so so Anne Marie. Yeah. As, as we uh you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the two We're gonna talk about it. It was a two hour long episode, so we'll probably have a two hour long episode. But uh, you know, we started this thing about nine months before Gotham was actually on the air. It so, was like our baby. So uh, you know, now that we're we're kind of wrapped up in everything, what where'd you go? Hold on one second. Hold on. And of course it wouldn't be it Legends of Gotham without Bill and you turned mine off. There we go. Have your mic problem. It wouldn't be a podcast episode without... I almost feel like we should start again. Do you want to start again? We can start again. I mean, we don't have to, but I'm gone. No, you're not. You're fine. But I sound... I don't sound the way I normally sound. Is everyone enjoying technical problems with Bill and Amory? It's a whole new show. We're we're spitballing it to see if it sticks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm good. Let's just just keep going. Let's just uh, keep going where? What? 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 Testing one, two, three. Spins. Oh, wait. I didn't check out our camera shot. Nice. What's up? Nothing. Reading a thing for blogger. That is not even in English. Get out of that. I am. We have a podcast to record. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) About to start. We are 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 about to start. Actually, yeah, you should probably check mine because Liza was touching my... Tilt it down a little bit. Yep. Just a shit. Just a shit. Just, I like that we have the question mark in the... Like, it isn't always in the shot. Yeah. But it worked. Oh. <laughs> right. I know. All right, oh, let's do this. You. Okay, you ready? Yeah. You didn't practice the thing yet either. I know. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm I, gonna, how many times have I winged it? I'm going to go in three, two, one. Three, two, one.